What's up, motherfuckers, and welcome to episode 26 of the Good Cracking Podcast. <laughs> I'm fucking back, baby, let's go! And I am <laughs> one of your hosts, Erno Pearson, alongside the inevitable one, Devin Stanford. How you doing, baby? Doing good, man, you know. I'm glad you're back, but I was telling everybody that uh, you got in a horrible car accident, you know, you fell into a coma and yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we didn't know if we were going to have you back for at least 12 months. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a horrible car accident uh, from my from my uh, my scurvy that I got a giant dragon flew down, pegged my car with its tail and I just went on a tailspin and then puked all over the dashboard. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Entirely. I did come in a hot dog. That's what we do out here. My friend, it is lit. Devin, I haven't talked to you really very much at all for the past few days. What is new? My dude, what uh, was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was very hot. I uh, saw quiet place Two on Saturday. That was great. You know, um, had some lobster rolls at Cafe Ronin. Um, okay. Yeah, definite, definite highlight. You know, when you get to the lobster roll with some some nice Parmesan garlic chips. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, I just uh, you know spent Father's Day with my family, played a lot of cornhole, did a lot of barbecuing, and here we are. That sounds like the most. Father's Day, Father's Day, you could have possibly have had. Yeah. Short of like putting on like new balances and wearing cargo shorts, you know. <laughs> just I'm pretty years. sure my dad was wearing new balances yeah, and wearing age. like camo cargo shorts, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> and he didn't fucking take a picture and send it to me? You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch, you betrayed me. You betrayed your father. Friend. How did I? Dude, it, he, that's what he wears all the time. I'll just take a picture next time I'm over there. Hey, perfect insulated. Well, it's a good thing that we don't have to talk about your dad anymore because today we're talking about PAX kind of making a comeback. Another Transformers movie getting announced today and the best movie franchise of all time and much, much more because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, a show for nerdy, marginalized people giving you the video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 1 p.m. If you're watching live you can submit questions and topics at tinyurl.com slash gk submission to be a part of the show if you're having a good time so far you can watch us record this show live and ad free by following and subscribing right here at twitch.tv slash good show uh if you have amazon prime you also have twitch prime uh, and we would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home. But if you've emptied your la- pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. Uh, you can catch our episodes on your podcast service of choice at 8 a.m. the next day. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in the about section of our Twitch page and clicking that beautiful bell and big red button. Or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Devin, we got a little bit of planning work. Just a couple little things here. Uh, episode 25 of the Good Kraken podcast uh, with Genesee Gabrielle uh, is out now on YouTube and podcast services around the world. This was a uh, our first time having Devin host the show solo without me here. It was a great time. Uh, I got a chance to, to watch it and listen. And uh, Devin, dude, you fucking killed it, my friend. 
You fucking killed it. Thanks, Jesse man. Was great. It was fun. You guys did a really, really good job. Could tell me real quick what what was your favorite part of that episode when you were doing that on Saturday? Definitely when Genesee and I started diving into Loki a little bit, and just we kind of touched a little bit of what we thought of what's to come, you know. Um, also, also just the highlight of just you know Genesee speaking about her experiences, and you know. Uh, also just giving out those recommendations to others who are about to come out or, you know, or dealing with similar situations, you know? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I definitely agree that, uh, Genesee was super informative on, uh, on that, mm -hmm. on that gay perspective and, and trying to help us, uh, learn to be better allies and, and really giving, giving some really thought provoking pieces of advice and, and and just wordage for for anybody who's at all wanting to be involved with the community. It was a really, really great show. You guys did fucking extravagant, mm -hmm. man. Um this uh Thursday, actually, we are doing one last gameplay stream of Knockout City, uh of the new 4v4 knockout mode. Hopefully, making this entirely dependent on whether or not ever, all of our ducks fall into a row. We want to get Xander back on. We want to try to get Josh on. We're trying to get four people on camera to do this 4v4 thing if we can pull it off. If not, we'll we'll settle on, on our boy Chase being not on camera. That's totally fine. But we'll have to play our ducks out uh, a little bit more clearly as we get closer to Thursday. But definitely come in and check us out on that. Devin, my dude, give me some fucking Nolan, my friend. <laughs> Just hit it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking phenomenal. I don't know what meltdown just happened there, but it happened. It was great. Um, anyways, Devin, we have three stories for us to report to everybody today. Um, mm -hmm. Our first story is all about PAX West, and you and I have talked about going to PAX West a little bit, probably more so next year rather than this year. We had no clue mm -hmm. what they were actually going to be doing this year. This is probably going to be a little too short notice for us, but you guys will definitely see us there next year as long as this event specifically is going to be successful. Um, this is uh, PAX West 2021 is returning as an in-person event. This comes from Wesley Le Blanc from IGN and it reads like this Pax West is set to return as an in-person event this September after it was canceled last year and replaced by a nine-day digital only event Pax West and numerous other conventions were canceled last year as a result of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. But in light of available vaccinations, Pax West is ready for a return. The convention will take place from September 3rd through September 6th in Seattle at the Washington State Convention Center this year. Uh, quote, since the last major North American on-location gaming event, PAX East 2020, uh, Reed Pop and Penny Arcade have canceled six consecutive in-person shows, prioritizing the health of the PAX community, uh, the press release reads. Uh, show organizers are working with venue officials, local governments, and health authorities to determine event capacity, which will be reduced and ensure a safe setting. Uh, PAC says, uh, quote, detailed health and health, sorry, and safety uh, guidelines, end quote, will be released in the lead up to this year's convention. 
Board Ape badges for PAX West 2021 will cost $230, and individual badges for the convention's Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday presents will cost $60 each. There's not yet an official date for when badges will go on sale, but PAX says they'll go on sale in, about, in the next two weeks. Uh, journalists, YouTubers, and streamers will be able to apply for the badges to PAX West later this month, according to the press release. Quote, it's been almost two years since the last PAX West, and it's been surreal to imagine's triumphant return, PAX and Penny Arcade co-founder Jerry Holkin said. I can't think of a better excuse to leave the house than PAX West, end quote. Devin, does this do it for you, my dude? Yeah, if it happens, I'm vaccinated, I'm going to try and go. <laughs> yeah, like this year, you're going yeah. to try and make it? Yeah, I'm going to try and go. Well, if you fucking try to go, I'm going to fucking try to go, you know what I mean? Yeah, well... You know what I mean, man? I, I, uh, I got a couple people I'll talk to. Uh, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some things, you know, I can look into. So, we'll, but we'll, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it a little further. <laughs> yeah, saying. yeah, we'll, I know, we'll talk about that part later. But yeah, no, I've never been to a PAX. I've gone to a bunch of Comic Cons myself, you know, mm -hmm. and I've never actually gone to go to a, a gaming community event myself. And it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, Same. So if it if it comes back, that's the closest expo that happens to us, you know, being based in the Pacific Northwest, especially. So it's definitely something I'm going to try and go to. Um, it'd be really exciting. I think we need to kind of see these return of in-person events, you know, as long as it's, it's you know, happening accordingly, you know, with, you know, people are vaccinated, you know, people are being, you know, staying sanitized and, and stuff like that and respecting people's spaces. As long as that's happened, which I know sounds like a lot, especially when these events are usually shoulder to shoulder and full of lines that last for two hours. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it come back. <clears throat> I want it to come back and be successful for all the right reasons. Of course, though, I, you know, it'd suck if a lot of people went and weren't vaccinated and we ended up hearing about another spike, you know, well, yeah, especially because there's been talk of this uh, this Delta variant that uh, that people have been having some loose conversations around. It's an it's an interesting topic, mm -hmm. obviously. And uh, I don't you know, I'm not a fucking doctor, at least. With the certification under the right circumstances, I'm a doctor. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be, I'll be a doctor for the right price. You know what I'm saying? Just oh, out man. here, just handing out stitches and uh, and getting these bitches. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's what you're going to Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm fucking back, baby. Let's go. Anyways, doctors and people not being doctors. <laughs> Do you know much about robots? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. Um, I, I do want to say that I definitely agree with you. I, I feel like it sort of plays the same cards as uh, the whole movie theater situation, where it's like we, yeah. we, I understand the need to drip feed this stuff and sort of like have a slow release and work your way towards it because it's depending on its success, it's what's going to determine the potential them even doing it going forward after you know what i mean so it's mm. like it's 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 i get i get the risk i understand that if anyone at home 
is not feeling safe about not going, don't fucking go. We don't want you to go and not feel safe and be worried about potentially getting sick. Don't do it. It's not fucking worth it. That, but they are, and we trust them because they don't want to be fucking liable to go about this in a way that's actually going to be beneficial to the gaming industry and to the gaming community. And I hope, I hope that they do do it in a manner that is going to be beneficial. Uh, because if they don't, people aren't going to fucking trust them and then people aren't going to come back and then we don't have any more PAX West in person. And it's just going to be strictly a fucking digital event and we don't want that shit. You know what I mean? So I do, I'm in the same boat as you. I want this to be successful. Be cautious, but I want them to be successful at this. You know what I mean? Um, do yeah. you have any other thoughts on that? Like, out, like, I think it sounds like you and I are kind of on the same page on this. But uh... Honestly, the best thing that they can do, and a lot of people are probably going to hate this, is they should do uh, vaccination checks before entry, you know? They should. Uh, they should. Yep. Check your vaccination card. It, no different than checking your ID before you, you know, go to a bar or anything like that. Yeah. And, 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 and listen, before anyone goes hopping in the fucking chat, you know, some bullshit about freedoms and all this other crap that I've been hearing people argue about. You don't have anything to hide. Just show your fucking vaccination card if you have it. Okay, like it's not that fucking difficult. All right, like I will even admit I'm not vaccinated yet. I plan on getting vaccinated within the next couple of weeks. And once I do, I will feel a million times better about going places in public without feeling like I'm going to bring something home and killing my daughter with it. So please, for fuck's sake, <laughs> if you are not safe, just fucking go be safe. All right. All right. Yes, Devin. Vaccines are free. The vaccines are free. They're free. They're free. They're, <laughs> They're literally free. free. Like literally the only reason I haven't gotten is because I've had so much shit going on this month and I got to time my schedule around potentially feeling like shit for three days. That's the only reason I haven't gotten it yet. Guys, Arnell's time is more important than people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's that island immunity. You know what I mean? Nothing kills us. I, I won't die until I'm 145 years old. Joke's on you. We are, we are, we are the sea turtles of the human world. Uh, and speaking of weird animal <laughs> shit, Devin, this perfect little uh, Ernell way here. Um, Devin, take on our second story for me, my friend. <laughs> animals, yeah, because that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will in a second. It will in a second. I know, man. So, um, Transformers Seven has a new title revealed for a new film and it's starring anthony ramos and dominique fishback the back of a fish back anyways of fish. This comes from i was gonna i was gonna say a joke but yeah sure bone name i was gonna say bone anime because bone. <laughs> that's what it almost reads as <laughs> i'm emailing them and telling them you said that <laughs> look we're here to have a good time <laughs> Even a great time. Uh, Ross, <laughs> bone anime. Time, but a good time. Bone anime. Bone anime. <laughs> it's like bone appetite. But Anyways, shouts out to you, Ross. Sorry I made fun of your last name. <laughs> I'm so glad he talked over me when I said that. Continue. <laughs> All right. Go on. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, cheers right now. Hey, cheers. hey, cheers, baby. Let's cheers. go. It's a good time. It's a, mm, mm. 
It's a beautiful day in Portland, my friend. All right, let's get ourselves <laughs> yeah. together here. We're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. So the title for the upcoming Transformers movie has been announced. Woo! With the seventh installment of the franchise officially being called Transformers Rise of the Beast. <laughs> the news yeah. was revealed as part of a special press event revolving around new developments in regards to the latest Transformers film, which has reportedly just started filming and is currently slated for June 24th, 2022 release. Dude, that's a really quick turnaround. Real honestly. Quick. Real quick. Yeah, really quick. That actually has me semi-worried. Anyways. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, Collider originally broke the news uh, that in the Heights star, Anthony Ramos would be starring the newest Transformers film. Ramos is said to play, quote, a flawed and vulnerable hero who has made mistakes in his life and is eager to redeem himself with the help of Optimus Prime, end quote. Judas and the Black Des Messiah's Dominique Fishback will also star in the upcoming blockbuster. And Oz and Dexter actress Luna Lauren Velez will be playing Ramos's character's mom. The latest installment will be directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who previously directed Creed II, and will be written by Joby Harold, who has also wrote this year's Army of the Dead. After the popularity of 2018's Bumblebee, the Transformers franchise seems to be expanding beyond director Michael Bay. There are several other Transformer movies in the works, including one written by murder mystery writer James Vanderbilt and an animated Transformers prequel directed by Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley. The Transformers franchise has made close to $5 billion worldwide, with both 2011's Transformers Dark of the Moon and 2014's Transformers Age of Extinction each making a billion dollars worldwide. However, 2017's Transformers The Last Night made less than any previous film in the franchise. And while Bumblebee made less than that, the film starring Haley Steinfeld ended up receiving the best reviews of the series. With a fantastic cast and exciting new director taking on this latest installment, it will be interesting to see where the Transformers franchise will go from here. Transformers Rise of the Beast is currently on track for June 24th, 2022 release. Dude, that has me worried. Yeah. That's literally a year. Yeah. It's 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 like the okay, so they just started filming. They just started filming. This article is from today. From today. This is not a couple months ago. Like we do the latest fucking news here, okay? Like within the last few days, all right. You're telling me they're going to film an entire Transformers movie, go through post-production, <laughs> go through their marketing setups, go through all their advertisement development, all that jazz in less than a year. <laughs> I will be impressed if this movie comes out in, in a year and, um, and has a seven or higher. <laughs> Which is disappointing because Bumblebee was so good. Bumblebee, yeah, was, Bumblebee was legitimately good. good, and and it's well, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. No, keep, no continue, continue. Yeah, you're was, you're saying was, exactly what I was to say. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was just saying like Bumblebee was extravagant, and so it's like mm. it's worrisome because I want them to continue that track. You know what I mean? Like I want them to keep mm -hmm. making really good Transformers movies because Bumblebee was great. 
the first couple of Transformer movies were fun. Like I like I definitely like them. I do. Things started going a little awry when Marky Mark was out there being Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah, being a Boston dude. <laughs> being being Marky Mark with we a bunch of robots. Robot. I don't know what you're talking about. We gotta find him. <laughs> like like come to find spoiler alert, but apparently Mark Wahlberg is the fucking knight that they were all thinking about and, and prophesizing and shit. I don't fucking know. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but, you know, we don't need to fucking talk about that. They nailed it with Bumblebee. They gave us a really, really good, technically prequel that sort of retconned a bunch of Bumblebee stuff from the first few movies, but was still in-universe, mm. is what they explained. Great movie. And now we have a situation here where they could potentially be rushing out a new Transformers movie, as if it's like hotcakes. Nobody's asking for a Transformers movie right now. And if you are, you're a fucking liar. Okay, no, nobody is out here saying, I need Transformers and I need it fucking now. Nobody, nobody. You can't fucking convince me that there's some group of people out here. Let's just have like Facebook group that I'm like not seeing somewhere that's like, give me Transformers tomorrow. You know, I don't know why it's Butters <laughs> running the base. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I need Optimus Prime now, damn it. Um, I cannot <laughs> believe that they feel the need to rush us. But anyways, not to vent, because I know I vent about a lot of these subjects sometimes here, but Devin, do you at least, let's, let's say it gets pushed back. Let's say it gets delayed, which it probably will. Will that give you better hope for this movie? Yes. And then I have one other issue. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Wait. We have the fucking writer from Army of the Dead. There was no <laughs> continuity in the writing for Army of the Dead. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that ha doesn't have me excited at all. <laughs> to, now, to be fair, though, to be fair, though, there is source material that that makes the writing process for this a little bit easier, okay? It's not like with Snyder and... How hard is it making a story about a zombie <laughs> And it's just making sense, though. No, no, okay, but, but granted, though, granted, though, I do know Snyder had a more of a direct involvement with Army of the Dead. So it's like the, the, the writing process, I mean. He had more of a okay. direct involvement with the writing process. This guy here potentially be going at this on his own using the source material the way he wants to use the source material we will see we will see it is it is mm, <laughs> it is worrisome i i just Devin, look i'm sure both of us can agree we just want good transformers content again okay can we just get good transformers content <laughs> i mean i hope so i i i want to you know I want it to be like the first Transformers movie, you know, where they're just on the hillside. The sun flare is just perfectly there, yep. shining across Bumblebee's hard shell, old school, 19, early 80s Camaro body. Yep. Megan yep. Fox pops, pops open the hood. Yep. More lens flare. Yep. Yep. Comes up. You see Megan Fox's legs. Yep. And then you see Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yep. Hell yes, baby. Let's go. Good old LaBeouf. Big old LaBeouf. I, I need more LaBeouf in my life. <laughs> Just fucking do it, my friend. I know. We will see. We will see. There's lots of changes coming. And, and I'm assuming that I want to assume 
that they're going to be good changes. On the other hand, though, I am hearing about some other changes here that could potentially be good as well, because this is Pokemon Go is changing again in response to the pandemic. This comes from Michael McWhorter from Polygon, and it reads like this. Over the past year, developer Niantic rolled out a series of gameplay tweaks to Pokemon Go designed to make the mobile game more playable under quarantine conditions. Many of those changes were a direct response to the coronavirus pandemic, letting players enjoy the gotta catch them all game from home. On Monday, Niantic said in a blog post that it plans to remove or change some of those bonuses, while also adding new gameplay tweaks and retaining others. The changes will roll out first in the U.S. and New Zealand, where uh, new cases of the coronavirus are on the decline and practically non-existent, respectively. I hope they mean NZ. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. NZ has had less than 3,000 report cases. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is some weird stuff going on here. Uh, Niantic said players in the U.S. and New Zealand will start seeing changes at the end of July after this year's Pokemon Go Fest wraps and that it will roll out those updates to other territories when it's safe to do so. Many of the changes seem designed to encourage Pokemon Go players to get out and about and for restoring the game's in-person events like EX Raids. Uh, here's what's changing in the coming months. Uh, players will soon receive up to two free raid passes per day from spinning gym photo discs, uh, benefit from increased incense effectiveness while moving, uh, be guaranteed gifts uh, when spinning Pokestops so as long as they have not reached their maximum gift inventory, uh, and receive 10 times bonus experience uh, from spinning a Pokestop for the first time. Uh, bonuses that will remain are uh, incense, dura incense duration will remain at 60 minutes, uh, no walking requirement for Go Battle League, uh, you can challenge any trainer remotely with a QR code, and the requirement to battle with friends remotely has been lowered to good friends. The maximum number of gifts you can carry in your item bag at a time will remain at 20. Uh, trainers will be able to open up to 30 gifts per day up from the previous 20. Uh, you will continue to receive three times the Stardust and XP for your first Pokemon catch of the day. <clears throat> Uh, Niantic said it plans to reveal additional details about changes to Pokemon Go, including how remote raids are evolving, evolving, sorry, in quotes, uh, in Ooh. the coming months. Uh, Devin, were you one of the brethren that were on the Pokemon Go train when it first came out? Absolutely. I actually, <laughs> I, I specifically remember... Um, I used to live in a small little town outside of Portland called Milwaukee. Yep. And downtown Milwaukee was a hot spot that for Pokemon Go. Waterfront of Milwaukee. Yep. Woo! Yep. All the magic cards and, all day. Uh, uh, Logan and I used to ride longboards around Milwaukee and play. And we'd go to Selwood and come back to Milwaukee. And one night, <laughs> I stayed out till like five in the morning playing Pokemon Go with like a bunch of other people. And it was crazy to like have that experience where you're just playing a game with like 20 random people and everybody's playing with you. And not to mention that game has evolved so much mm -hmm. than when it first started. Yeah. Not, not only just the generations, but just the way that the gameplay is with the raids, the battle system, all that stuff um, that wasn't there at launch when I really played it. 
I don't play that game anything like I used to, but I do pop in it every now and then, especially, you know, when I'm taking the little man out for walks and stuff like that, I'll, I'll bust it open every now and then and just, you know, see what I can catch. For any new listeners and viewers, Devin is talking about his fur baby Amos, not an actual child, just to let y'all know he's not walking his baby or anything. So I just want to make sure <laughs> audience at home knows that for a fact. Um, Yes, Amos, come here, baby. <laughs> come oh. on. Look at the, look at the legs. <laughs> He's just like showing his little head. <laughs> oh, Amos, baby, we love you. We love you. Anyways, yeah, I um, I I was on the Pokemon Go train day one, and played hours, hours upon hours upon hours for the first few months, and and it was un- an unbelievable experience, honestly. Um. And I'm sure you and I and everyone ever period that played Pokemon Go from the day one days um, can attest to this, that the first couple weeks of Pokemon Go coming out were surreal. It was unfucking real out there. Like, I remember going on walks until like, like you said, three, four, five o'clock in the morning. And there were people all over town in my neighborhood that that were just out and about walking to parks, walking around the neighborhood late, late, late at night, not a fucking fear in their body. And you know the kind of neighborhood I've lived in down okay? This this is not the area for people to be kicking it out at three o'clock in the morning. All right. But people were out and about. They were talking to each other. People were actually like communicating with each other with people that they don't know. And and there were like groups of people. I remember there were groups of people everywhere and you would be able to just assume that they were out there playing pokemon go if you saw a group of people on their phone they were playing pokemon go and it was amazing it was fucking beautiful and i want that back my issue i quit playing when i started Mm -hmm. realizing how quickly they were dropping new generations and how easy it was get getting to how sorry, let me backtrack. How easy it was to capture legendary Pokemon. That's what got mm-hmm. me unsold on it. So it when I quickly started to realize that it was more of a collector game rather than actually like Pokemon in real life, you totally just fucking downloaded the game again, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had an inkling when I saw you playing with your phone and then I saw the little Pokemon like wallpaper thing that comes up when you open the app and I was like this fucking son of a bitch level 27 oh my god yeah I I nah I'm not gonna do it right now but I'll, I'll follow up with you after it's uh, I actually have a bunch of gifts sitting in my inventory yeah, for people yeah, too yeah yeah well it's it's because people you get experience in it for sending gifts to people it's like it makes sense yeah. a lot of people are doing that i i just i just wish the game was just slightly different like i had an image in my head of what i wanted the game to be and it just wasn't that and so i, I fell off of it my daughter really loves it she plays it on her mom's phone every time they're like out in public and stuff she's like so mm-hmm. can i catch this pokemon real quick and you know she she has a great time she really really loves it and um and i want to get back into it again it's just like too far behind is it too late is, is no has it changed enough that i can be sold into getting it because i'm not i'm i was never the collector guy when playing pokemon games i just wasn't 
I was more so about getting a handful of Pokemon that I was very, 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 very attached to and using that group. That was my thing in Pokemon. I didn't care about catching all 150 when I was a kid, all fucking 300 as I grew up, and then all 450 as I grew even older. Like, I didn't care about catching all of them. I just wanted specific ones. And that was the part that bummed me out about this, especially finding out that you can catch a fucking Lugia easily so fucking easy and you shouldn't be able to fucking catch a legendary bird that easily i don't care what anybody has to fucking say all right except for you, you should uh get a switch and play pokemon on switch then i know i know i do i do need to get a switch again especially with we got new. three pokemon games coming out within the next six months yeah yeah i know pokemon we, diamond we, pokemon pearl and pokemon legends of acrius mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, me and aaron have been contemplating uh getting getting switches together for for us to be able to play games together and stuff like from you know our long distance mm-hmm. relationship and shit so we'll probably end up getting them relatively soon i gotta get a ps5 first and uh, and they know that they <laughs> you know i gotta get my fucking priorities in line so i will follow up with you on that in the meantime though Devin. There's other things you have to follow up on because you and I haven't talked very much at all over the weekend. And so there's lots of stuff that you and I have both watched that I want us to talk about. And because this is our second segment, a.k.a. our hands on segment where me and Devin and or a guest um, talk about the things that we have been playing and or watching since the last time that we were together. Devin, I want to start with you, my dude. What have you been playing and or watching? Well, I'm going to start with what I've been watching Let's because go. I started watching a new anime on Ooh, Netflix. Okay, okay, okay. And it's called Record of Ragnarok. Um, okay. It is dope. It's got heavy um, Dragon Ball Z vibes because it is a Ooh, tournament base. Okay. And the concept of this is all the gods from all different cultures, they get together, you know, Greek, uh, uh, Indian, um, you know, Japanese, Chinese, like all different gods, you know, like you have Shiva standing there right with Zeus, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they they have this court where they're, this This isn't the first episode, this is a pilot episode, so this is, this is you know, not sure, too much of a sure, spoiler sure, thing, sure, sure, sure. you know what I mean? Um, They're having this discussion about whether humanity should be able to live on because of how destructive and war-torn it is and how it's destroying the Earth and stuff like that. And, you know, they created humanity together. So they're they're definitely leaning towards destroying all of humanity. Mm -hmm. But there is the Valkyrie from Norse mythology who are there to protect humanity, right? Okay. So... One of them suggests instead of just outright destroying humanity, you get 13 of the best fighters from the gods and 13 of the best fighters from humanity, and they go one-on-one to see, you know, whether that they can, you know, humanity has the resolve and the, uh, the ability to, to survive and also do, do good. So essentially, if humanity loses, humanity gets knocked out of existence. So, in the very first episode, they pit a uh, legendary Chinese general named Lu Bu against the god of thunder himself, Thor. 
and it is Dragon Ball Z as fuck. And the way I mean that is they have new abilities and they keep getting stronger and stronger as they fight. And then the, oh I'm God. four episodes in and the first battle hasn't ended. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is Dragon Ball Z. Holy shit. Exactly. <laughs> There's two but, episodes uh, of... Ah! Like, essentially. <laughs> you know, backstories, how yeah, did they become yeah. what they are, you yeah, know, stuff yeah. like that. Um... It's pretty interesting so far. I haven't seen enough of it to give it a full grade or anything, but um, I'm probably going to go back to it tonight and okay, see okay. Uh, see where it goes because it is very interesting so far. You know, all the mythology. I'm a sucker for that in the first yes. place. So Same, same. So um, I'm interested to see where that goes. I uh, My partner started watching Castlevania. Fuck yes, Sierra. And she is hooked. Yep, Sierra is hooked. Um, she finished the first season. I think we're on episode two or three of the second season. Okay, already. Okay, and that was just within yesterday and today. Yep. Yep. So did that. Um, we've already talked so much about that show. Um, of course. <laughs> I mentioned this on uh, Saturday's episode, but I did see a Quiet Place too definitely yeah, go watch yeah. it talk to us a little bit about that really quick so it's a direct continuation from the end of the first movie like direct like, like starts of off exactly movie. okay okay yeah yeah it starts exactly where the first movie ends um it does go back and forth a little bit to like their experiences when the event first started when the creatures first came on mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. goes to the present day present day is only like 480 days after it started okay so the yeah so, so they've only it's only been around a like a year and a half yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah um man that is a good movie there are some moments in there especially especially for you i feel that will make you cry because it is so family oriented it is yeah, so yeah. good yeah. Like people were crying in the theater. It was you gotta watch it. All I gotta say is it has a cold ending, just like how the first movie did. So it is great for that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that yep. that all was the was the same reasons that I loved the first one so much. It's like the the sort of focus on the family um, was was what it made made it so easy for me to feel attached to all those characters, mm-hmm. and so like. I can see where they would want to capitalize on that in the sequel. Um, obviously, I don't want you to tell me too much because I do want to see this fucking movie. Um, you think it's like a go see in theaters as soon as possible experience or? Well, it's hard for me to answer that because I'm I am such a I'd rather stay at home and watch a movie type of person. For sure. Nothing against theaters. I do like movies. Um, well, if anything, that might a, actually make your answer hold even more weight, because if you say you absolutely should go see it in theaters as soon as possible, that means more coming from you than someone who usually goes to theaters yeah. and sees their movies. Let me say this. For 10 bucks, I got a large popcorn and a large soda, and I got to go watch <laughs> <laughs> movie in the theaters. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm sold. I'm sold. You know what I mean? That's that's usually the cost of one large popcorn alone. Not even oh, yeah. a large popcorn is usually like what? Fifteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An absurd amount of money. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, go see it, especially if you if you have the time to do it. Go see it. It's okay. it's definitely um, it's a really really good movie. Now, for what I've been playing, is uh, I dived back into Mass Effect. Of course, I'm playing Mass Effect Two. Yep. Oh. God, that game is good. <laughs> <laughs> You've been telling us yeah. since the day it came out how much you love yeah. it. <laughs> Mass Effect Two is coveted as the best Mass Effect, and I'm playing through it right now, and I'm about halfway through now, and. Uh, I just can't get over the visuals and how well they've upgraded it. It's it's so funny to me that a game that's as old as Mass Effect is still highlighting some of the best performance on these next gen consoles. For sure. Especially with the ray tracing and the 4K. Like you really see it, you know, especially if you know what the original game looks like or if right. you have any reference to it. Like you really see it. Which um as a tech nerd, I love that shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah um yeah, yeah. Now, besides that, I've been playing Daisy a lot this weekend. A lot. Diving back into that, okay. I have a love-hate relationship with that game. Everything was great. I joined this community server. It was going good. I was able to get fully geared up, buy a car. Everything was great. I played today a little bit. I was no, driving no. back to my base. Hold on real after... quick. Before, before you go any yeah. further, uh, Daisy is not a big AAA title. For the people that are watching and listening at home, could you explain to them what Daisy is? Oh, yeah. So, Daisy, it comes from uh, the developer Bohemia Interactive. Um, it is essentially kind of like an MMO, like a very light MMO uh, RPG where you. Uh, you have to survive zombies and there is permadeath if you die so you you spawn into the world you have absolutely nothing literally nothing you're literally walking around around in torn up clothes and you have some rags now this game you have to stay hydrated so you'll have a little meter where you have to drink water and everything and um you also have to eat food so whether that's finding a can of beans inside of a house or killing a goat and making sure you have a knife so you can skin the goat, the goat make the lamb steaks. Yeah, I know. Tripping over my words. <laughs> so you, so you um, find Kanye West in the wild and uh, and gun him down. Yeah, because <laughs> he's exactly, guy, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you can find weapons and and the zombies are really reactive to you as a player. So, like, if you're running around, they can hear your footsteps, and they obviously chase sound. Until they see you, they chase sound. Um, you can sneak up on the zombies and take them out faster, you know, whether you have a melee weapon, or if you see them from afar, you know, you can shoot them, you know. Um, is this a first-person or third-person? Both. It is both. You can switch between the two. Oh, okay. Um, okay. This, okay. this game is so serious. In order to have a car... When you find a car, you need to make sure it has all the wheels on it. You need to make sure it has a charged car battery. You need to make sure it has spark plugs. You need to make sure it has a radiator. You have to fill the radiator up with water. You have to fill the vehicle up with fuel. And uh, then you can drive. And they're all manual. So, like, especially playing on keyboard and mouse, you got to constantly, like, shift and stuff like that, too. There's no automatics. Nope, no yeah. automatics. Wait, is this based in the States? No, it is uh, based in, like, Eastern Europe. Like, 
like oh. it's definitely around like the russian region like That's the the main map okay. is called chinaris which it's based on a real place okay okay yeah okay um I play that game a lot. I have a lot of people I play that game with. I play on RP servers specifically where you kind of have to create your own character and, and live in your role. I tend to just be a generic like bounty hunter type of arms dealer type of dude. Because, sure, sure. you know, I, I like light PvP. Um, but anyways, on uh, <laughs> on today's episode of Devin playing DayZ, <laughs> I was driving back to my base. The game glitched. The car spun out. I got stuck on a rock, and then a bear ran out of the woods and somehow killed me while I was sitting in the car. <laughs> so, long story short, I lost everything I had. Daisy <laughs> said, so fuck you, dude. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that game is extremely unforgiving. But once you get your bearings and you really know how to play that game, especially if you're playing with people, it's actually really fun. Um or it's a walking simulator and you realize you just wasted three hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Ben in the chat, dude. I haven't seen you in a while, man. Thanks for hopping in, dude. Uh, Absolutely. I, 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 I ask you because I am, one, obviously for anybody that hasn't got a chance to really dig into Daisy, give them some information on it. But I've also been contemplating giving it a swing myself because the more I hear you talk about it and the more that I hear other people sort of like mention it on, you know, internet spear um the more i'm interested in giving it a shot and really giving us a, a, a fair swing to like get a chance to experience it and and see like what all the hype has been about because i know that there's it's very niche and i know that mm -hmm. because it's so niche it has a cult following of people that would die for that fucking game yeah i am definitely one of those people i know it's on game pass for xbox right now mm -hmm. um but uh i was playing it earlier today and i'm looking it up right now it has about ten thousand concurrent players through steam right now um earlier it had about fourteen thousand concurrent players through steam Okay. And a okay. server can hold anywhere from like 24 to like 300 people, depending on the server, you know? Okay. So, okay. um, but yeah, I was just looking into that. It It is a fun game. It is a very unforgivable game. When things go wrong for you, you will, you will constantly be looted up and have the best weapon you you'll, you've ever had. Like I had a G 36 C assault rifle, all all decked out like i had the uh, the acog with the red dot side scope um it had extended mags suppressed everything you know killing shit left and right but when your game glitches it doesn't matter it still uh gets rid of everything <laughs> is it is it cross-platform it is not cross-platform it um it's this game pc uh, isn't it no, it's it's on PS4 and it is on um, Xbox, but you are going to have the best experience playing on PC, of course. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Mainly, mainly because of the community on PC. Uh, PC players primarily play on community servers where there's a lot of mods. You know, mods everything from like the type of food and animals that are on the server to um, weapons being added from other games, cars being added, stuff like that. There's even one server I play on. I forgot the name of it, but uh, 
it is a medieval server. Someone completely redid the whole map and put castles in and vampires and demonic monsters and changed all the weapons to like battle axes and broadswords and stuff. So kinda uh, that's kind of rad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and there's even like like medieval fol- folklore styled music and stuff like that. And it's an RP server. So you'll be running around and you'll, you'll just hear this. Hello. Hello. Can, can someone help me, please? <laughs> you know, oh it's, oh, it's a role playing server. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I yeah. love shit like that. I haven't I haven't done like a role playing server in a in a game in like since high school. I believe in my World of Warcraft days. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, there's, yeah, that's fucking rad, dude. Do you do you have any final thoughts on that? Or I'm debating whether I'm gonna play the game again. I probably am, but you know, I'm still hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'll tell you what. Tell you what. If we have some free time tomorrow night around nine. I'll I'll hop into it with you if you wanna if you wanna carry me for a little bit. Give me like an introduction. If you wanna take a day, sit on it. Let me know. You know what I mean? I'll think about it. I, I also do wanna let you know that game is still expensive because of how niche it is. I think sure. getting it with um with the uh, the other vanilla map, I think it's still around like forty to fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna buy it, you want to make sure it has that stuff. I do know that game goes on sale pretty regularly. Okay, well, well, we'll 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 play yeah. it by ear then. We'll play it by ear then. Uh, Gucci Koopa yeah. in the chat. What's up, my dude? Um, what up? So I have not played shit really since the last time we talked. Uh, because I had my entire vacation weekend with my partner. It was a great time. Um, mm-hmm. but we did get to watch a lot of a very lovely thing. Called Game of Thrones. Uh, and I mentioned this the last time we got together that I'd gotten my partner sucked into Game of Thrones within like the first like five episodes, right? Well, we binged yeah. all of season one and all of season two during our vacation weekend. And the first few episodes of season three. Or no, first first episode of season three. Uh we watched last night. Um this is my first time rewatching the show since I had initially watched it because I got mm-hmm. into Game of Thrones really, really late. I got into it like I think a year before the last season came out. And so I got into yeah. it really late. So this is my first time rewatching the entire show since I had originally watched it. And I cannot believe how fucking good the show was. I cannot fucking believe how good, like, as someone who has just such a, like, high fantasy, like, lore-oriented brain about shit like this, mm-hmm. the, the lore and the, and, the, and the depth that everything has in Game of Thrones is fucking out of this world. I didn't realize that there were characters that were, like, popping back up that were in random things in the beginning of the show in mm-hmm. the first season because they would pop up, and I'm like, oh, they gave him a dialogue for who he is, and I didn't make the connection that that is the dude from the last fucking thing that happened, and the, and just all the the pieces coming together. I cannot believe how fucking good the show is, and I'm excited yeah. to get my partner even deeper. They're fucking hooked. Aaron is fucking hooked. Like 
She's been coming to me to ask me, like, can can we watch an episode before I go to bed? And I'm like, <laughs> like, fuck yeah, we can. Fuck yeah, we can watch some Game of Thrones before bed. You know what I'm talking about? That's that's lit, dude. I'm so down. This show was fucking describing. If anybody in the chat has not gotten a chance to watch it, please give it a fair shake. Uh, Gucci Fupa even says, I've always wanted to watch Game of Thrones. I never actually gave it a chance. Gucci, if you're into anything that is like lord of the rings that is like anything high fantasy like that you will enjoy some part of it or another i will say the first season is a little bit of a slow burn until episode like six and then things take off and you are stuck you're fucking stuck it's gonna grab you by the balls of your soul and just drag you on the floor <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be fucking and when you're done trying it and really giving me a fair shake come back and let me know so i can fucking dweeb out with you about it um my thing though Devin is on top of game of thrones okay i have also been watching at my own time that lovely show we talked about with Faven a couple Saturdays ago, uh, called Manifest, and uh, oh man, Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of our, <laughs> for all of our viewers and listeners on right now, uh, Manifest is a show that is currently on Netflix, and it is the most CW ass fucking show. Period. I feel. <laughs> I feel. Walmart lost. Walmart lost. Walmart lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite Walgreens lost, but it's definitely Walmart lost, right? And 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 it is, and it feels like it and it's okay. It's campy. It's got some moments that are super like ham-fisted, but it's fun. It's a fun show. Ben in the chat, we are watching that too. Yes. It is it is a really really fun show. And I'm hoping so we talked the other weekend that it just got canceled uh, after its third season. I'm hoping that Netflix picks it up. And that's why I'm talking about it so much because I want to see where the story goes. I am Manifest Destiny. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm fucking saying, dude. The show's a lot of fun. So, uh, and, and for our listeners and viewers who have not checked it out, this is a show that is about a group of people that went on a flight from Jamaica back home to the United States. And on this flight, they ran into sudden, crazy fucking storm that gave the plane a bunch of fucking turbulence out of nowhere and then stopped. And when they landed the plane in the United States, they found out that they had traveled through time five years. And everyone for those five years thought that their airplane flight had crashed and they all died. And so the, the, the story is centered around one specific family that had half of their family travel on that flight and the other half of their family traveled on a different flight and the show sort of juggles their handling of uh having had one family have experienced five years gone by thinking that the other half of the family was dead and now this other half of the family showing up out of nowhere five years later thinking that it's only been a week they had not experienced that time travel. So it's them juggling that and juggling all the weird things that happened to them after they had land the plane and apparently unwillingly traveled through time. Uh, it is a wild concept. I love the idea of it. It does get corny. It gets real corny real quick about a few things. Be prepared for that. Like I said, it is more CW than a lot of CW shows. Okay, so just be warned. <laughs> well, so, so we're going to so jump in, Devin. Go ahead about this when i went over to my father's house for father's day and barbecue and we were talking about shows that we've been watching and he said he's been watching manifest 
And I went, Fuck oh, yeah. Walmart. <laughs> Walmart Fuck lost. Yeah. And he looked at me and paused, and he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Love me some Walmart lost, dude. I, I definitely, like, advise people to give it a shot. I definitely am not going to vouch for it the way that I do Game of Thrones. Absolutely not. Uh, but if you're just looking for something like I am to kind of sort of, like, those moment-to-moment -moment days where you're just mm. kind of like, I can I can use a little quick little time filler. It's a good show because you're not gonna really forget what the fuck had happened in the last episode. It all just kind of continues on. It's not hard to follow. It's it's you know the pieces are there for you. It's very heavy handed sometimes. That's not gonna be hard a hard watch whatsoever. I do want to talk about real quick though that they just released a uh, the Roroni Kenshin live action uh, the final on netflix oh, i'm gonna be fucking that, watching that yeah. soon and i will be talking about it within the next couple of episodes yeah, yeah. um i was looking at that today because i love the original ryoni kenshin anime mm -hmm. i watched the mm -hmm. first part and i was like oh it didn't go all the way and mm -hmm. i'm like and then they got the final on here so man talk about a show that should have gone on longer Oh man, I know, I know, and, and it's beautiful too because it's like it's not one of the American live actions like we got with the fucking oh yeah, just ridiculous Death Note. Live yeah. we do, isn't we it do the same? Uh, isn't it the same studio that did the um, the Full Metal Alchemist uh, live action movie and as the well? Tokyo Ghoul one yeah that, that was from Japan. Yeah. yeah, just the the team that's just been doing all of the just unreal live action adaptations of, of these animes mm -hmm. and mangas and stuff and so it's been it's been real cool to see that i'm definitely gonna be watching that within the next couple of days so be prepared for me to talk about that but speaking of okay. other things to talk about guys uh we yeah i've been in the chat we don't talk about live action death note you're right you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry for bringing it up this is our final and headlining segment of the show uh now here's the deal Devin. you and i are both very much Fast and the Furious fans. We're proud of it. We love us some fast some fast movies. All right? I love me some Vin Diesel. <laughs> Family. I mean, Family. I, I'm all fucking about it. Han's great. I love all that shit. It's going to be great. Fast 9 comes out this weekend. You and I mm -hmm. are going to figure out our fucking schedules. We're going to see this goddamn movie. It's going to be fucking extravagant. Okay? To celebrate... Us seeing Fast 9 for Fast 9 coming out this fucking weekend with Vin Diesel and the family. We are here to talk about our favorite, our top three favorite movie franchises of all time. So the way that we're going to do this for all you guys at home is uh, we're going to start with Devin. And we're going to go from our third place back and forth to our second place back and forth to our number one favorite movie franchise of all time back and forth we will discuss a little bit in between uh we have about 32 minutes before really we should probably end the show uh devin what is your third favorite movie franchise of all time so this this one is in my number three slot because i honestly have always loved these movies so much okay. so much okay. and you might you might start seeing a theme here but uh i'm gonna go with the mission impossible franchise Oh, yeah. I did not expect you like Mission Impossible. I do. I do. Fallout and Ghost Protocol were great. Now, look, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. I don't even Cruise. fucking care. I don't even fucking care. He does all his own stunts. All these movies have cool gadgets. 
Mm-hmm. They all have perilous, mm-hmm. oh my god, he's gonna die situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all have the same formula. Just like the Fast and the Furious it's, it's, it's the fucking Fast and Furious of spy movies, dude. Swear to god, I fucking love it so much. It is so good. And Fallout? Freaking Mission Impossible Fallout has Henry Cavill in it yes, as well. It fucking does. And that does. movie rocked. That, that, like, the seeing, part where they're in the bathroom seeing, and Henry Cavill yes, locks yes. and loads his arms. He's like, ladies, are you fucking kidding me? The fucking yeah. big dick energy of yeah. shotgun pumping your fist. Are you fucking kidding me? Continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That fucking mustache he had too in that oh. movie, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy and a half, yeah. Just, just great movies. Cool, cool stunts, cool gadgets, cool action sequences. Like, and and and, granted, these movies are completely unrealistic, but the way that the fighting looks realistic, if that makes any sense, right, right, um, right. I, I really appreciate that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean. Mission Impossible, short and sweet. We don't talk about Mission Impossible 3, but uh, yeah, we'll keep it going from there. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. My third place one, Devin, you will be interested to hear this, mm-hmm. is the Alien franchise. Oh, yeah! Yes. Yeah! So, so Okay, okay. As, as someone who very much loves horror movies, you and I both love us some horror yeah. content, all right? The Alien movies were one of the first horror IPs that I really got into as a mm-hmm. kid because my mother sucked and let me watch whatever I wanted. It's probably not a good idea because I'm all kind of <laughs> fucked up these days. But uh, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, the the alien movies are fucking extravagant down to the character arcs, the alien design, the ship designs, the mech suit designs, the weapon designs, all of it. Mm-hmm. Having the having the aliens, the xenomorphs be so thorough and thick in their lore and and having it having their art be based off of 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 geiger's artwork which is an esteemed artist um and having an entire story built around them built around the yauchas of of predator and having those two worlds holy shit and then having the fucking balls to come out with prometheus and alien covenant Oh my god, it gets better? Are you fucking kidding me? So, a lot of people hate on Prometheus, but Fuck I that. fucking love that movie. Fuck that, I Michael Fassbender? that movie. Holy shit, dude. Oh my I god. I fucking love that movie a lot. That That is a very good movie. It's, it's so um, good. Covenant was great. Yeah. Did you watch uh, the uh, HBO show Raised by Wolves? No, I did not. It's all based in the alien universe. You need to watch it. What the fuck? How did I miss that? Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck is Raised by Wolves based in the Xenomorph universe? What the fuck? You need to watch it, dude. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, it, it came out this last year. Um, I want to say James Cameron even directed an episode, too. Oh, shit. Okay. Is it is it canon? canon yes it is yeah okay okay yeah yeah no um the uh one of the main characters is an android (gasps) oh like michael 
Yeah, can we talk about Michael Fassbender just being one of the best like actors ever though? Period. Period. Yeah, <laughs> like, ever. I love Period. Michael Fassbender so much. Like oh, dude. he was he was great in Alien uh Covenant and Prometheus and also the best Magneto we've Period. seen, in my opinion. Ever. Yeah. Ever. He's yeah. such a good Magneto. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, the Alien franchise. One of my absolute favorites, and it carries into sort of like hand in hand with my love for Predator, oh. which anyone who knows me knows that I have a real big love mm-hmm. for the Predator world. Um, anyway, you were gonna say something? Sorry. Uh, it was uh, Raised by Wolves was also per, uh, is uh, he direct? Sir Ridley Scott is executive oh, producer and directed the first couple episodes, so it was I, it wasn't James Cameron. Yeah, so you oh, need to watch it. Uh, I do need to watch and, it. Uh, oh. I just came across an article. It's on HBO. I just came across an article how Alien inspired Ridley Scott on Raised by Wolves. So let's fucking go. Yeah. I will be checking that yeah. out. Devin, what is your second favorite movie franchise of all time? So this is so hard. And this one and my next one are definitely going to be because of Nostr nostalgia purposes and also just because the worlds are so vast and there is so much lore out there i'm gonna go star wars oh okay yeah okay explain Um, yourself my friend i don't i can't think of a series that has been like around throughout my whole life that I've always been super excited to see the next installment, whether it be a movie or a TV show. And especially nowadays, especially with all the newer content that they've been coming out with, is to see how in line everything has been, you know, leading up to The Mandalorian and everything we're about to get with Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, Rogue Squadron, like (laughs) the Book of Boba Fett, the acolyte like there's so much coming out yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, that yeah. is all canon and i i i just love the lore and the sci-fi and and all the different ships the names of the ships the battles you know the the different like in the movies and the tv shows they are barely uncovering the sith lore but in the books there is so much and it's really cool to see that all start to like come to fruition and we get to see more of mandalore and the characters you know it's just star wars has got a place in my heart that will never go away the movies have always been fantastic even when they're bad you know um in the video games man video games <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how could i not i know it's an easy cop out but how could i not you know (laughs) no for sure and and i definitely agree um i i've always been very off and on when it comes to star wars so i i got into star wars when i was fairly young too um but mine wasn't from like my parents interest because i am a you know one of a few first generation immigrant children that didn't really have a lot of american media when i was super super young uh because my mom is not from the united states she's from a little fucking island in the philippines and so it's like i didn't grow up with star wars star wars was introduced to me when i was like eight to ten years old right around then Mm -hmm. um i had a really old friend nick who got me i basically he is my reason for doing what i do now uh because he got me into all the nerdy shit that i'm into 
now in my life star wars video games uh fucking comic books D D. like he, he like anything that is fucking dweeby that i enjoy mm-hmm. in my adult life now is 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 thanks to him um unfortunately passed away many many moons ago rest in peace to him um love you nick uh Star Wars was one that I had always been just very one foot in, one foot out. Because the hot takeies brought to you by Faven, okay? (laughs) I never really liked the original trilogy all that much. I never really liked it. Like, I I watched them. I liked them for, for what they were. But being, like, 10 years old and watching these movies that are so much more complex then my brain can really handle at 10 years old. All the politics, all the stuff that was happening with the fucking force and shit. Nothing was making sense to my 10-year-old brain. I couldn't comprehend all of it, right? And so it's like, I got, I really, I was just watching Star Wars because of fucking lightsaber battles. Let's be fucking real. At 10 years old, I just wanted to see fucking lightsabers and laser guns, all right? That's all I fucking wanted. And I got that. I got a few bits of that, but the original trilogy wasn't enough to sell me until I got a little bit older and the prequels came out. Yeah. This is another hot takeies brought to you by Faven here because I like the fucking prequels more than any of the other movies. I was literally about to go into this when you were saying that you weren't a fan of the original trilogy. I was really, I was about to say, the prequels is my favorite trilogy listen, because that's listen. where all of this whole Skywalker saga started. It's right there. Devin, we have to put some fucking respect on the battle of the fates. Okay. The duel of the fates here between your boy, Qui-Gon Jinn and your other boy, Obi-Wan fighting Darth fucking Maul in the most epic fucking sword fight battle thing that has ever happened in any piece of entertainment mm-hmm. fucking ever. And people have the audacity. They're, they're so fucking upset about Jar Jar Binks. I can't. I can't. I gotta fucking open up that Jar of Worms. Devin, go ahead. <laughs> my, I, w- I will say this. That was my favorite lightsaber battle until... Rise of Skywalker and the battle against the Red Guard. Yeah, the throne room. The throne room fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty hype. It was pretty hype. I just wish it was longer. You know what I mean? But here's the thing it didn't have to be longer. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. It showed exactly where Ray and um, Kylo Ren's prowers what was that you know it showed how skilled they were it showed that they could fight and dude that little headshot like lightsaber you know what i mean when he does that just like super quick he just turns on and turns it off like come on like that was like drop the mic moment you know yeah 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 yeah. no 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 no. for sure for sure it's just like like for me it's like there's there's so much that comes with the Star Wars universe, like I read a lot of the books when I was younger, like and and mm-hmm. like coming into my age now, realizing that like 
a majority of the books aren't even really canon until Disney decides to fucking canonize it now. And so it's like a weird mm -hmm. process of trying to like take what I know from when I was younger and like still suspending disbelief when it comes to the movies and the, and now the TV shows. Um, Mandalorian was one of my favorite TV show experiences I've ever had. That was such a good show. Like, the the ending of that second are you fucking kidding me the moment with with mando and baby oh my god i bawled like yeah. a fucking let's, let's baby. not spoil it because yeah, i'm sure there's no, no, no. some I, I know, people i, know. I don't even want to say yet. anymore but that's the part but for me that the I last episode yeah fucking absolute <laughs> fucking destruction in my brain and my heart my entire body melted that show is fucking extravagant so it's like for me for star wars it's like the these very just like very specific properties of star wars that that hit me that i enjoy the most and it's usually not the fucking movies like usually yeah. for the most part it is mainly in the prequels but it's usually not the movies it's all the things that surround the main universe of star wars so uh do you have any final other thoughts on star wars being your second choice um i'm just excited to see what they're gonna do with ahsoka honestly mm -hmm. rosario dawson best casting call they've Period. ever ever done Period. ever done yep. for especially for an alien star wars character um, that I hold that character near and dear to my heart. She is an underrated character, and the fact that she is not mentioned at all in any of the movies at all is just fucking terrible because she is probably one of the best Star Wars characters and has been canon for the last decade with Clone Wars and everything. And Arguably one anything. of the most important characters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You actually, uh, I take that back. We do hear mention of her once in the movies, but it isn't even a mention of about her. You just very vaguely hear her voice. Yeah, when she's speaking out to Ray in the Rise of yeah, Scott yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Which is criminal. Which is yeah, criminal. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but, but yeah, Star Wars. What's up? Number two. That's mine. What's yours? <laughs> Devin, my friend, for all of my people in my life that know me, hey, you will all know, but also be surprised when I say that my second favorite movie franchise ever is Lord of the Fucking Rings. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go, baby. You know what I'm saying? That big yeah, ring yeah. vibes, baby. That big ring vibes. So the thing is, is ooh, most... Ooh. <laughs> Let's fucking go, baby. I see you. <laughs> Anyways, um, so <laughs> a lot of people would be surprised that this is not my first favorite franchise. Now, here's a few reasons why. Okay. So one, as anybody who knows me knows that I am very much and have been a diehard Lord of the Rings guy since I was about 11 years old. Okay. I had the first book given to me uh, of the trilogy, not The Hobbit. I didn't get into that until after. Um, but The Fellowship of the Ring was given to me by my teacher, uh, who I noticed that I was not having a very good personal life, and gave me the book for me to dive into that story. And that changed my fucking life. His name is Mr. Topolsky, one of the nicest dudes. If you're watching, you're not. Uh, but if you do one day <laughs> and you're not fucking dead or, you know, a 
cracked out yeah i don't know if, if you're if you're watching i love you i thank you for every piece of, of love you gave me when i was a kid um my thing is that my love is for the books more than it is the movies now that's not to put any disrespect on the movies names because the movies are extravagant they do a really good they casted every character perfectly my imagination for these characters the movies did almost exactly on the dot of how i pictured all these characters in my head when i was 11 12 13 years old watching these movies you know like the, just in my head the it was perfect they they picked very important moments from the books and obviously there's a lot of moments in the books <laughs> they had to pick mm -hmm. some very specific ones in order to put into the movies i I love the books more than I do, do love the movies, but the movies have are such a touchstone in my life because of how many times I've watched them over and over and over again and then getting the extended cuts and watching those over and over and over again. And then The Hobbits came out and I watched them over and over but only a few times. <laughs> Nowhere near as, as much as the... Uh, fuck The Hobbit movies, you know what I mean? You know fucking me, baby? Yeah. Um, it's it's sorry you, you you were gonna hop in go ahead go ahead i was gonna say this would have been my number two but i knew you were going to pick it at some point yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I i'm right there with you on that and um can we just talk about the two towers the extended mm. cut and everything that they decided to put in that movie <sighs> the two towers is fucking unbelievable believable I, I i am so happy that they did that movie fucking justice in comparison to the book now obviously like i said before there's a lot in the book there's a lot mm -hmm. in the book like the introduction of of, of the palantir is way more in depth like there, there's just a lot mm -hmm. that happens in the book that they can't they didn't have time to really touch on in the movie but yeah. that extended edition two towers they show everything they need to fucking show and more and 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 the two towers fucking unreal i personally like return of the king more personally but i can understand that the two towers is definitely the better movie you know what i mean between yeah. the three so uh is i'm assuming two towers is your favorite no no i was just gonna say how much uh you know just with the trends and the battle of helms deep and the Oh, it's just it was so good. It's yes. so good. Yes. You know, it, it's just the way they made the the books come to life is is just mm -hmm. remarkable. It's fucking remarkable, dude. And I, I and I will never be I will never be able to thank Peter Jackson enough for making these fucking movies. Period. Period. In my in my family's country, in 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 a world that like didn't deserve Lord of the Rings, the movies aged surprisingly well. They look so good, amazing. For, for, actually, for when they came out, are you fucking get? There's movies coming out now that don't look as good as fucking Lord of the Rings did back in fucking 2000. You know what I mean? Like, like. It, it is literally insane to think about that these movies came back, what, 2000, 2001, 2003. It is insane to think yeah. that those movies came out at, at the, the caliber and quality. Like, they set the bar on fantasy, and nobody's reached that. 
Nobody has reached that. Nobody. Yet. Game of Thrones was almost there. Almost fucking there. And then things happen. But we don't need to dive into that. Uh yeah. there there's just oh my god. It just it's just Tyler, I, I wish they would have shown how Saruman became a beggar, like in the books. Yeah, no, 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 me too, me too. There, I mean, like, just even little things like that, like, uh, like explaining more in depth on like why Gandalf or who Gandalf actually is. You know, like, there's so many little tiny details like that. But I also get that there's a place in the cinematic world where they have to make those hard decisions to say, would this make sense? Perfect example for you, Devin, and listeners at home. It, the movies. First one, extravagant, fucking amazing, right? And if, for anyone who hasn't read the books, the books are split up between the kids, the main characters being kids, and the second half of the book is when they are adults and they are coming back to fight Pennywise, right? Uh, the movie strays real far off from the fucking books. Book, yep. uh, sorry. Uh, real fucking far off. And there's a few things that happen in the book that if they put in the movie, every single person who had not read the book and only saw the movie would have been like, what the fuck is happening right now? They would be like, what the fuck is going on in this movie right now? So yes, I understand that there is, there's a place for, for book to movie adaptations and what details it can put in them. Lord of the Rings did the books justice. They did. They did. Like, if Tolkien really got a chance to fucking watch these movies, dude, he would have been fucking lit the fuck up like the 4th of July, okay? Like, he, he would have loved every single bit of it. The movies did the books justice. As someone who's read the book series 12 times for a majority of them, one of them, Return of the King, quite much more. Uh, <laughs> I've read the books a lot. They do the books justice they Kevin, do they do i'm going to ask you now here's the deal you mentioned something earlier that said my last two choices are very nostalgic for me i had an inkling of what i thought your first place was going to be and now i don't Devin, could you please tell us what is your all-time favorite movie franchise so this might be a bit of a cop-out but the entire MCU. Let's fucking go, baby! Let's fucking go, baby! Yes, me fucking too. That was my first one too. Devin, talk about it first. Talk about it first. Go, go. All right. Not ever in my life outside of Star Wars have I seen something more beautiful than watching the very first Iron Man movie to seeing that very iconic snap right at the end. I got I have cried at these movies. I get goosebumps when I watch these movies for the first time. I am engaged in these movies. I am constantly coming up with theories for these movies and shows as I watch them. Speaking of shows, not to mention the quality of content that we've been getting from fucking WandaVision and Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier. I know those aren't movies, but those are all characters from the movies. This like Marvel 
has done one of the best jobs in doing characters justice, and not so much with that uh, first uh, Quicksilver we got in uh, Age of Ultron. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, we, there's 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 been worse. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the fluidity of of the whole series, the way that essentially Iron Man is its own franchise. Um, you know, uh, fucking um, Spider-Man is its own franchise, Captain America, but the way that everything ties together, how they all share characters from every single story, how they, how everything that happens in those movies matters in the other movie. It's, it's amazing that they were able to do that. I've never been so intrigued in a film series where I just want more and more and more constantly, and I can't stop thinking about it on a day-to-day basis. I am enveloped. And no, Harry Potter didn't make my list because fuck the one who should not be named. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that later because I do want to talk about yeah. like uh, uh, like honorable mentions uh, for a couple minutes after this. But continue, continue. Yeah. No, you know, um, I, I, I don't think I've ever watched movies over and over and over more than I have with the MCU. You know? Um, and I, I haven't laughed more than I have at those movies, uh, especially with Thor Ragnarok. I'm seeing that for the first time in theaters, which just was just amazing. Um, and um, I will never forget that iconic moment in theaters that will probably never be topped. Avengers assemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. It, it's just. I, I had to pick this as my number one. I had to. It's like like all like I would have done my childhood an injustice of of all the times I had randomly gotten a comic book or or started getting into comic books when I was really young or going to the comic book shop to buy magic cards and diving into the comic books that I had not read before. You know, like I would have done myself such an injustice by picking any other franchise as my number one because in for the past decade. We have gotten 23 different cinematic experiences that aren't granted. There's a couple that (laughs) weren't quite up to par. Right. Okay. Sure. Sure. But there, there was just for the past decade, year after year, and then eventually month after month after month of just of just more Marvel content and more reasons for us to fall in love with this fucking universe that they had built starting with Iron Man, starting with Thor, starting with Captain America. Like they blew this shit out of the water in a way that none of us, none of us thought was going to be this big. Nobody thought it was going to be this fucking big. They they announced Iron Man. We were like, great. We're getting another fucking Spider-Man superhero movie. And it's going to be a one-off thing. Probably get like a trilogy, whatever. Not a huge deal. And then they announced Thor. And that's when my brain and your brain and all your guys' brains at home started rolling the wheelhouse. And we were like, wait, hold up. I think they're fucking doing something. And then... They had the balls to announce Captain America, the first Avenger. And we were like, that's it. This is what they're fucking doing. They're fucking doing it. And now 23 movies fucking later, we are here. 
sitting on some of the best television we've ever had between WandaVision and and Loki and 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 Falcon of the Winter Soldier. And now we're sitting here as grown ass adults. I'm 31 years old as of a couple weeks ago, guys. I've never been more giddy in my entire life at the thought of some dweeby nerdy bullshit to come out next month with fucking Black Widow, a character I never thought I'd give a fuck about when, when the Iron Man movies were still kind of kicking, you know? I never would have thought these movies would have turned into what they fucking turned into. Like you said, from Iron Man starting in the Humvee in the very beginning, shooting shit with the soldiers all the way up to the very final fucking snap. It's. I sometimes think about it and want to cry like. Because of what the MCU has done for so many of us, for me, for you, for people that are w watching at home and listening at home for for my my kid, my nephew, like my friends, kids, kids, kids and other adults and people that watched this shit when they were children or sorry read the shit when they were children when they it's it's the fucking mcu is something we did not deserve Devin, but they fucking gave it to us they fucking gave it to us and that's yep. why it's the number one fucking movie franchise of all time give me that cheers Devin. give me that fucking cheers baby let's go let's fucking go Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Devin, do you have any final thoughts on, on the wonder that is the MCU? I feel like I'm going to stay up till midnight tonight just to watch Loki. <laughs> uh, I Honestly, I probably will. To be completely, yeah. <laughs> completely honest with you, I'm like yeah. needing it in my life. Yeah, it's... it's man, them... Um, them doing the show on Wednesdays has definitely fucked me up because I'm sitting here on the weekend. I was like, I just want to watch Loki. Dude, <laughs> I know it's weird. It's weird yeah. because, because both Wanda and Falcon were coming out like Thursday nights, Friday Fridays. mornings. Yep. So yep. it's like, um, yeah. And my, my final thoughts is on this. If you're not watching the MCU because you think it's overhyped and you haven't seen a movie yet, you hate it just because everybody else likes it and watches it and talks about it. There's a reason why everybody watches it and talks about it because it's actually really fucking good. It's genuine too. Dude, it's um, it's, it's a cultural fucking zeitgeist. It's not even yeah. just a, a series of movies anymore. Like this is this has done what very few things have done outside of like Fortnite. Like it's it's a cultural fucking zeitgeist. Everyone knows who Iron Man is now. Everyone mm -hmm. knows who Captain America is now. Everyone knows who Thor is now. There's not a fucking person you can go out to on the street and ask them. Do you know who Iron Man is? Like, oh yeah, Iron Man, I love him. He's a superhero, right? Like, they all fucking know who he is. These movies are goddamn impeccable. And if and if you don't want to watch them, I know where you're going with this. If you don't want to watch them because other people really enjoy them, get the fuck over yourself and just go fucking watch one of them. Okay? We'll hit us up. We'll recommend one to you. Happily. We would happily tell you which one to go for. Continue. I'm sorry. No, seriously, like, you, you can start anywhere, and you will like the movie. 
But if you start from the beginning, which is what I recommend, and you should yep. watch them in yep. time chronological order, not in the order that they were released, which means you should be starting with Captain Marvel. Uh, actually, no. Whoa, I'm, whoa, uh, Captain whoa, America. Whoa. Captain America, the first Avenger, whoa, then Captain whoa. Marvel. Whoa, hold on. I corrected hold on. myself. Hold the fuck on. Hold the fuck on. First off, I do not agree with that notion. You should definitely watch them based on release. Okay? Not chronological oh, order. Guy. It's chronological order. It's chronological order. Trust no, me. The no, only reason no, why it wasn't no. released... The there are right, so Chris. many things they show in things like Captain Marvel that, that don't hold as much weight unless you've seen them in the things prior to Captain Marvel that released prior to Captain mm -hmm. Marvel. You know what I mean? I guess, I guess it, that's kind of true, but I'm a timeline guy. Oh, Ben's with me. Chronological order, motherfucker. Ben, I'm about to give you. F I'm about to time your ass out. You better watch. This. <laughs> you you time out I'm gonna last... time you out. <laughs> you time you out in the last few minutes of the show, Devin. You and I can both agree that no matter what way anybody wants to experience the Avengers movies, it is the greatest movie franchise of all fucking time, and we will yep. die. On that goddamn hill. Devin, real quick, before we end the show, who was your runner-up? Who was your honorable mention franchise that you had? Oh, boy. See, it's really funny because I actually just thought about the three that I really, really liked. You know? Um, of course. The easy ones. If I, if I am going to put a runner-up... Hmm... Why am I having a hard time with this all of a sudden? Um, probably the OG X-Men movies that were Fox-based. Definitely. That's fair. That's, fair. That's a good yeah. choice. I, 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 loved, I loved those movies. Um, I would have to go with the Friday franchise. Like, as in Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Oh, I yeah. thought you'd say, like, Friday and next Friday, and I was like, yeah, Friday after next, shit, you... next Friday, what's up? <laughs> he really likes Friday after next, apparently. <laughs> no, um, no, I would have to say Friday the 13th. I grew up loving horror movies, and, um, I would always watch them on AMC every Halloween. That was, like, a thing when I, when I was a kid. Again, my, my parents didn't really, um, you know say anything about what i was watching or playing or anything you know I'm six sixth grade i'm already played resident evil you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, actually tyler thank you the bond films absolutely i'm, James very, I'm bond. very i'm very uh pick and choose when it comes to the james bond movies because i really like the sean connery ones I didn't really like any of the others until Pierce Brosnan's came out. And then I didn't yeah. get into Daniel Craig's Bond until like nine months ago. Casino Royale is like one of the best James Bond movies. It's so good. Ever. It's so good. I'm like ever. really upset that I slept on that movie. It's Daniel so good. Craig. So like, you know how like Robert Downey Jr. is fucking Tony Stark. Yeah, but okay. That's hard though, because in my brain, Pierce Brosnan was is James Bond, you know? I, I grew up with Pierce Brosnan, but Daniel Craig was just a better actor. He he does he does yeah, no that that's fair. And, that's fair. and I, he I does will say that. he has better stunts, he has better action. He has 
you know, he gets the job done way better. Yeah, see, everybody's agreeing with me. Skyfall, that that's Daniel yeah, Craig too, baby. Yeah, yeah. What's up? See, What's up? See, my Get thing is, I, I would do Bond as an honorable mention, but as I said before, I got into it super late, so I can't. It would be unjust of me to put it as an honorable mention yeah. when I just got into it. Secondly, why have Bond when I can have Mission Impossible? You know what I'm saying, baby? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, Mission Impossible, come on. <laughs> um, as for uh, like a few honorable mentions, I would I would probably say like the Mummy. The Mummy series is like one of my favorites. Uh, Brendan Fraser for yeah, the fucking dude, that, win. That was, that yeah. was a big part of my childhood. Do you like the yeah. Mummy movies were fucking rad? Um, uh, Mission Impossible definitely one of the one of the tops uh, up there themselves. Uh, I have a really weird uh, soft spot for the Maze Runner series um, because I read the books uh, like maybe mm-hmm. a year before the movie came out and. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I was okay with it. I liked it. You know, not a huge deal. But then yeah. my big one is Harry Potter. Uh, I got into Harry Potter yeah. kind of late myself, too. Like, didn't really watch the movies until about six years ago. Five, six years ago. Um, and it bums me out that I, that I got into those movies so late because I would have enjoyed them. Far, far more before uh, the one that shall not be named turned out to be a huge, massive piece of fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could enjoy them uh, guilt-free these yeah. days, but uh, the only way that I get around that is by watching it on my Blu-ray collection of the Harry Potter series. Because <laughs> uh, so, I know it just, it just hit um, HBO Max again, and I'm like... I could watch it with my partner, but do I really want to give her my money? Probably. I'm not gonna. Lie. I, I I did watch I did watch uh, the Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets because I do not have Blu-ray. I don't no, feel I, like I get it. it. I, get it. <laughs> I, I, I look, listen, listen. There's Harry Potter is a really tough one because, and I don't want to dive too far into this because we do need to end the show here in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Harry Potter is a really very specific thing too, because like we mentioned before with the MCU, Harry Potter is a is a cultural zeitgeist as well. It it impacted so many people in our generation in a way that the MCU is now hitting us now as adults. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's yep. like I get that Harry Potter has a love that is undying. And after I watched the movies, I was like, okay, I get it now. I get it because mm-hmm. as someone who got into a real eight, I was like, these are really good movies. They were really good movies. Yeah. Now, granted, as the movies got further out, because I, I did read the book, watch its movie, read the book, watch its movie, and mm-hmm. I went down all the way down the line. And so, granted, some of the later movies are a little like not quite as good as I wish they would be. Um, but I understand Harry Potter's place in the in the best movie franchise world uh, as far as this discussion is concerned. Mm-hmm. Tyler says, my thing with those movies is that the movies are so loosely based on the books. It's like the director's adaptation of the books. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, it, it's like it, it goes to the exact point that I was making about Lord of the Rings, where it's just there's so much source material that if they put it into the movies, it would just be a jumbled mess. It'd be a jumbled mm-hmm. fucking mess. It's like you you have to be considerate about like how cinema works and how books work. They do not coincide the same way. They do not function the same way. So it's like you have to be wary. It's like there's thousands, thousands of Marvel comic books 
And if they put every single detail of all those comic books into the movies, their respective movie, none of it would make sense. There's so much shit that's yeah. happening there. It would not make sense. So I get where you're coming from, Tyler, but do be wary of that. That's, mm-hmm. that's something to consider too. Uh, anyway, so go ahead. One, one more shout out I will do mm-hmm. is the Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman. That was oh, amazing. How did we forget about that? How did yeah. we forget about that, dude? Yeah. Oh my god. Dark fucking yeah. Batman begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Just oh, those god. three movies are some of the most important superhero movies you could ever watch, in my opinion. Even don't get me wrong, MCU is still my number one spot. But man. Did we not freak out about those movies the same way we did with the MCU? Let's be real. Even those if you don't like superhero movies, there is a place for you in Nolan's Dark Knight series. Yeah, like there's a place for you. Like there, like there is so much politics and low key stuff happening in those stories. Like mm-hmm. you can find a place to enjoy, it even if you don't like superhero content, because the superhero content in it is very just like. B plot for the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's it's very dramatic. It's it's they're more of a mobster movies. Well, it's it's a crime I, opera, isn't it? It's a crime yeah, opera. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it, it's it's, just, it's just so much deeper than than just yeah being Batman. You know, it's it's not like going and watching George Clooney with his nipple suit. You know, it's not it's not the. <laughs> <laughs> And, and fucking uh, Chris- <laughs> and, uh and Christopher what is fucking- <laughs> What do what does he say in the movie? <laughs> He's he says something fucking dumb like right before he like frees a bunch of people. He's like yeah. <laughs> I forgot what he fucking I think it's, says. it's time for you to freeze. <laughs> Well, like it's funny because I always get his his stupid line mixed up with uh, with Storm's really stupid line from the original X Men movie. He's like, "What happens when a toad touches lightning?" And he's like, eh. and "She's like the same thing that happens to everyone else." And, psh, and a lightning strikes, and they're like, "Damn, Halle Berry, you scurry!" And then it's like, <laughs> scurry. <laughs> This has been the Good Kraken Podcast, a show for nerdy, marginalized people's giving you the video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions (laughs) that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 1 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash Show. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing below, going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in the about section of our Twitch channel and clicking that bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. But until next time, my friends, be good to each other and don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a fucking asshole. And go watch the fucking Marvel movies if you haven't yet. God damn it.